We may need a trigger warning just to talk about this maybe. movie. There's a, there's a, yeah, uh, maybe. Wolf. <laughs> that dog barely oh, had enough don't wolves know. for the movie. All right, all right. Anyway. Save it. Save it. He's a good dog. Hey, I'm Joe. I'm Ken. I'm Andrew. And I'm Dan. And we are the Rewinders Podcast, rewinding movies to see if they hold up. And this time, we oh. into the breeze to call in the Beastmaster. I forgot. I I had blocked that part out of my brain because it was just so jarring how, how he uh, would talk just to the, the eagle. eagle. Yeah. Um, was, it, <laughs> was it a hawk? His his accent was a his accent was offensive. It was. It was. So I'm I'm going to to preface this entire episode with I'm the one who picked this movie. I have fond memories of the TV series. I've never seen the movie prior to last night. Yay. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I, I can <laughs> thank you. I can definitely see what they were trying to do with this movie. Oh, for sure. And the fact that this movie is based on a book that was written in 1959, won a uh, science fiction award. Uh, it's it's probably got some really good uh, backing to it, and like talking to beasts, uh, animals, let's call them, because that's a little bit but uh, nicer. That would be really cool. I'd be able to have them at your beck and call, see three eagle eyes, and have your little ferret thieves. Oh, that'd be so great. Mm-hmm. However, problems. Exactly. And it, but we're not that far uh, yet. Imagine, <laughs> imagine my utter disappointment when I googled the director midway through the movie and found out that it's actually the director of one of my all-time favorite horror movies, Phantasm. What? Admit, really? As, yeah. I had no idea that this was a Don Coscarelli movie, and I was halfway through, and I'm just like, the pacing is so fucking weird, but it feels familiar. <laughs> and then I, I just Googled it out of frustration. I was like, who made this? And then sure enough, his name popped up. I'm like, you, well, it makes sense, but oh. <laughs> I'd read the director. I'd turned down uh, Conan Bar- the Barbarian to direct this movie. Yep. That's, uh, that's something. That's... <laughs> He basically turned down Conan and the Barbarian to make the exact same movie, but with animals. I don't know. Yes. I think, I'm pretty sure Conan and the Barbarian is a, a much better movie. Yeah, it really kind of kickstarted two careers with, with Arnold and, and Bridget Nielsen. So, I mean, that was kind of a big... I, I, did, I will admit mm-hmm. that I did chuckle in this because we have Rip Torn, and right away I was like, Oh my God, it's Rip Torn! And I, and I expected yes. Rip Torn to carry the movie, and he did not. <laughs> but anyway... Nope. <laughs> the, no. The thing that made me chuckle. Was... The thing that made me chuckle is I. I swear to God, I heard Zed a few times. I'm like, wait, what? And I did look up the cast, and sure enough, <laughs> the the king's name is Zed. And if you remember, Rip Torn's yeah. character's oh. name is Zed in Men in Black. Yep. So I could not yeah, yeah, stop yeah. giggling every time I heard Zed because it made me so happy. <laughs> All I could think in my head is Zed is Yep. And Z is Canadian. <laughs> Which is why he's Zed. Gotcha. I, I freaking loved it. Because it, it's impossible for me to not associate Zed immediately with, we're not hosting an intergalactic kegger. That's the first thing that pops in my head. <laughs> so as, as, much as, I, as much as I was very glazed over for this movie, that at least kept me going through. Every time I heard Zed, I got a little chuckle. So like I said, the TV series came out in 2000. I remember watching mm-hmm. The Beastmaster, Xena... And Hercules, all in the same week. So, like, I have fond memories mm-hmm. of the Beastmaster TV series, thinking that the movie was going to have something to enjoy. But I was so wrong. I was so, so very I mean, wrong. I mean, it was full of laughs. There were a lot of things that made me chuckle. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I, I messaged you guys after I started the movie last night, and I was, I was rolling from laughter just within the first not even half half a minute. I mean... When you have a company bankrolling it called the Leisure Investment Company, and that's the very first thing that shines up on the screen, <laughs> that just feels so utterly tacky. You know that they're going to have wonderful action figures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know we're trying to get into this, but I'm going to find it very hard to get into this because uh, I think we all forgot to do the trailer. Oh, yeah, I, I did. noticed that. I, noticed oh, that I, I don't think we need yeah, I'm sure it's terrible. I there's, there's nothing. Yeah, to I'm sure Dan suffered for us all. <laughs> I'm not entirely certain we've had a, anything better than yeah. 
it it was okay. It did, it showed what the movie was. I'm sure it wasn't any better than any of those. I have two whole good notes for this movie and a lot of bad. Well, let's <laughs> hold. So, uh, everyone kind of said what their first experiences with this movie was already. Like correct. most of us haven't seen it. Correct? Yeah, correct. I've, I've always known of its existence. I've always heard people utter the phrase and name Beastmaster, but I've never actually looked into the series or the movies at all. So this was a complete drop okay. in the pond for me. I had no freaking clue. So I did watch this movie a lot in the '80s as a kid. Wait, what? Yeah, I was a kid in the 80s. How about Holy that? Holy shit. <laughs> and for me, it's like reflecting on why I watched it and, and how I felt about it was I didn't give two shakes of a feather what the story was. That wasn't why I was watching it. I was watching it because this dude was talking <laughs> to animals and he had animal buddies and animal friends and sword fought. That was that was cool. That was going to be one of my points here, Joe. Um, I, I, it's funny you mentioned the story because they must have saved seriously thousands of dollars on the script for this film. <laughs> I've, I've never seen so much silence in such a long movie, especially one that's so action-packed driving each scene. There is so much dead silence and dead air throughout this film. It's ridiculous. There's a lot of sneaking. I mean, yes, there's some, but I mean, you go a whole like 20, 30 minutes without a single word being uttered, mostly just grunts and shrieks, and then people fighting, and then maybe like some dialogue for 5, 10 minutes, and then complete silence again for like another 20 minutes or so. It, it's, it just felt like that. And then towards the end... It was showing, it wasn't telling. I know, I know. Towards the end, they had more dialogue when they were actually, you know, taking the fight back and everything else. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> and I do have to credit this movie for the reason why I ended up having a ferret as a pet in my okay, lifetime. I can give you that. That's a happy trade-off. I, I could definitely I definitely that felt that, that like and that. then remembered how absolutely <laughs> stanky they are. I, it's The stankiness isn't the problem. It's they hoard everything, and they're escape artists, so you can't contain them <laughs> if unless you get them like a proper cage. I learned that they are not my style of pet and in hindsight watching the movie this time around i i had a good chuckle because one i knew that i got a ferret and it ultimately came back to this movie why i ended up having a ferret but at the beginning of the movie he has a dog and it's a white german shepherd and out of the four dogs that i have adopted two of them have been white german shepherds so i was like oh god does that come back to oh, this no. too I don't know. It wasn't conscious. <laughs> I mean, they are very pretty dogs when they're not, you know, yes, bleeding to death. Yes. Another alternative is you could always just get a standard <laughs> tiger and dye it black. There, I don't think there are such things as black tigers. <laughs> they had to do it for the movie. I feel like they needed a panther, but they couldn't get the permits for it. <laughs> right? <laughs> but they could go in for a tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get it. I, I, I got to the end scenes and, like, you know, the painted black tigers up on, like, a rock or some shit in the desert towards the end, like, half hour to go. And I just, I'm looking at it. While I'm watching this film and thinking to myself, is it really necessary that it's black? No. Like, he's a beastmaster. He talks to animals. Who the hell cares what color the, the freaking hawk tiger is? The is black and the ferrets have black spots. The tiger needed to be black. Still. No. <laughs> For some reason, I, when I queued up this movie, I, in my brain, thought it was going to be a, uh, a panther. It was going to be a, a black cat that was sleek and i think that's the new series the tv series or i the think later the tv movies. series has a, a a panther let me take a look and that's kind of what i think enforced my fake memory of that and then when you hear it come out and it's tiger sounds i'm like what the hell are they doing and then you see it and immediately start cutting up and laughing because you're like why'd they paint a tiger black and then give it tiger sounds. Give it panther sounds if you want it to be a panther. Come on. I bet it has something to do with the uh, book. The tiger in the in the Beastmaster series is a tiger. It's a it's not it's not black. Movie. I was just looking up the uh, the book to see if the book maybe had a, a black tiger instead. Uh, I didn't see anything about that, but apparently on the wiki this is supposed to be about a Navajo uh, Indian, Amer Native American. Well, they they who, bungled uh, that for sure. Oh boy. Has emphatic and telepathic connections to a group of genetically altered animals. Okay, I'm happy they didn't go that route at least. Kind of wish they would have. Because <laughs> that would explain at least the tiger. 
Whoa, 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 whoa! You mean you mean being branded on the wrist and and left by a fire from a witch that exploded into sparks doesn't explain how he got his powers? I'll be honest, I don't know what happened to that witch. That scene I watched three times, and I came away from it saying, "I don't need to understand what just happened there." She had fireworks in her pockets. Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> well, it's just um, I'm I'm I gotta I gotta rein myself in because I'm just gonna pile on there. But we gotta we gotta talk about things we liked about this movie. True, true. I I think for that scene I was more so just shell shocked. I was shell shocked watching the 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 cow's stomach grow, the woman's stomach shrink. <sighs> I, I, it it oh, was like what? Man, that was... <laughs> That's like what? Ten minutes into the movie and I'm sitting there like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> They gotta catch your attention early so you keep watching. That's one of the tenets of cheap movies, is that you have to do something outrageous or naked up front. (laughs) And also, that's the king, right? Yeah. They let a lady with a cow into the king's bedroom. Sure did. (laughs) I gotta say, the the liquid on their throats, though, was really cool. Yeah, I put that down as a thing I liked. I I thought that was cool. That was amazing. I'm sure it's a simple effect, but it looked great. It's never explained as exactly what that is. Well, it's kind of like the leech later in the movie. They don't explain it. They're like, that's that leech. It'll kill him. I mean, it's glowing. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of that stuff in this movie that I had no idea was going to be in this movie. I didn't expect it to be so dark bonkers with all the things, with all the bat people and the... Oh my God, the bat people. (laughs) Oh my god. I <laughs> skin a bunch skin of barbarian parlay and battle. That's all I expected. Oh my god. The bad people. When they grab that boy, I just holy shit. Holy shit. So anyways, before we get really out of the weeds here, let's uh let's talk about things we liked. I like that it got dark real fast. Yeah. Oh yeah, it doesn't get much darker than that right nope. off of yeah. that. It stumbled out of the gates just dark as hell. And I liked the the I'm assuming they used a helicopter for all of the the flyover scenes. No, Dan, that was a hawk. <laughs> yes, it was a hawk, but in order to film that, they probably used a helicopter and they did a really good job of masking that it was a helicopter flying over. Cuz other films like you can see like the downdraft from the rotors and stuff when you do, when they do flyovers. So they taped the hawk to the front of the mo- helicopter? Yes, they taped they no, taped they got the a really long okay. broom handle. Oh. Ah, they got yeah, a really okay. long broom handle and they taped the hawk to the broom handle and then just flew it around. Okay. With a camera attached. Perfectly, yes. But that's it for things I liked about this movie. (laughs) I'm sure they took special care to uh, fly the helicopter far enough away to avoid those downdrafts and then use a telescopic lens or something like that. Yeah, there's some pretty neat sweeping shots in this movie. Yeah, honestly, the camera work was pretty... Pretty well done. I did really like his uh, town as well at the start of the movie. Oh, no. With everything being uh, Mm -hmm. on the stilts. But why were they on stilts? It's just a nice, whimsical town. I put that down as a thing I didn't like. They were on stilts to keep the hordes away from the houses. I mean, it didn't. It didn't yeah, work that, for it. Yeah, well. that really worked well. Yeah, that, that really works when your whole house can And those houses were down. definitely filled with a lot of explosive shit. Yes, yes. <laughs> I know, the exploding <laughs> hut. <laughs> it wasn't once, it was twice. Two different houses exploded. Yeah. Um, I put down that I thought that the hallway in the beginning was really cool because instead of just having a standard rectangle hallway, it was more of a hexagon and it looked pretty sweet. It's just it's huh. a small detail and it looked really cool. It made the made the hallway look more interesting. I didn't notice that, but I'm sure it did keep... Uh, draw my attention in yeah it just looks sweet i had a good giggle right off the top because this is me looking at it with adult eyes after watching it a bunch as a kid and then not watching it for i don't know 20 years maybe more (laughs) and uh i'm like this dude is surrounding himself with g-string sippy witches because they're all like (laughs) like what are they doing and then of course i knew what their faces looked like but that was just like Ah, that's that's fun because all the those young boys in the audience just got rickrolled in their own little way. Yeah, but not not for long. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were looking at that witch's upper thigh. Now look at her face. Ah. Ha, ha. ah. I was also very confused as a kid when I saw the symbol of the town that this dude grew up in. It's a Enid stylized or whatever e. It was that looks like an, uh, a cancel yeah. symbol. But it, it wasn't meant to be at an angle. It was at an angle because the town was destroyed. But as a kid, I was just like, why do they have the yep. no symbol 
<laughs> and why is he making the no yeah when he draws it in the sand doesn't make sense when he draws it in the sand later in the movie i chuckled i'm like oh i didn't catch that yeah it's like oh that's the correct way the symbol's supposed to look <laughs> are, are, are we are we good are we, are we good on the goods because i i, oh, I, I want to tell no, you no I, okay. I got some that's yeah that's all i've got for good so i like that when the witches die they laugh and they have a very stereotypical witch laugh where they're like ah and then one flew away as a dove, one disappeared like Obi-Wan Kenobi. And, Two of them did, you know, actually. They had a spirit of performance. I like that about them. Yeah, I could, I could agree with that. And the setup portion of the movie, even though it was 25 minutes long, it really, to me, did not feel like that was a sludge of... It wasn't difficult to get through those 25 minutes. There was enough stuff happening. To you, where does the setup end? The setup ends when he marches away from his burnt-out village. Okay. That's the end of the so setup. So 45 minutes into the movie. 25. I timed it. That was 25 minutes. That's not bad. Yeah, you're right. That did not feel like 25 minutes. I was kind of surprised. I thought it was going to be shorter. But I was like, oh, that was 25 minutes? Wow. Impressive. I was expecting you to say when he uh, starts using his beasts for nefarious purposes. Like lady hunting? So he can kiss his cousin. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of weapons you can throw in movies because I know how ridiculous they are. So, like, I'm a big fan of Krull and the Glaive in that movie. But then this movie came out before Krull and it has its own little throwy... I don't know weapon. how I like it. It's it looks work cool. In reality. It doesn't matter that it can't work. Yes. Okay. It just looks cool and the prop shop did a very good job with it and I like that. Yeah, it looks great. It has unnecessary movement to flip it open, but it also gives you something to do before you throw it. You flip it open so that way everyone's prepared for like, oh here it comes, gotta throw this and then to throw it and it does like it's a boomerang. It's a throwing star. It's like all the thrown weapons ever created all in one thing. Yeah. yeah. Not as cool as the glaive because the glaive had a five so many, points of little knives so that came shrimp. out. And he could use his mind to fly it. Anyway. I've never seen this one. You've oh, never seen Krull? We oh, will watch Krull. Oh, I can't say I've seen Krull We either. will watch Krull. I, I know what? the glaive, but I have, oh. I have not seen the movie. I haven't seen the movie. I know the glaive very well. I just haven't seen the movie. We will get to it. Excellent. I'm excited. It's worth punishing yourself to watch (laughs) i also really like that there are bland empty huge landscapes because i feel that kind of makes it more real it's not like going to new zealand and getting these beautiful mountainous what you imagine in your head for these fairy tale landscapes okay i could i could i can agree and little huts yeah yeah it's different it it's something else other than the fanciful fantasy knights on horseback crap. Yeah, I can get behind that. Not every movie has to have the Highlander or Lord of the Rings lush, you know, New Zealand style background or Scottish background, like you said. However, mm-hmm. we still had knights on horseback. With bad ears. Knights on horseback. Giant with, bad ears. With which he could not control with his Beastmaster powers. People aren't beasts. Oh, the horse oh no, but the horse star. Oh, True. It's like the start uh, of the movie. You didn't try hard enough. All right, so the start of the movie, I'm going to jump into uh, questionable areas in between. Sure. Uh, I enjoy it, but also it's problems, and I enjoy problems. So the start of the movie, <laughs> the kid who might be the same kid later in the movie, I don't know. They look the same to me. I wonder if they recycled the kid. I didn't actually look it up. Kid Dar looks at the bear intently. And the bear says, okay, I'm good, and runs away. And this this is an indication to this guy who jumps over such a big chasm to get to, oh, you can control beasts with your mind. They don't even have a conversation about it. He's just like, oh, you must have done this by staring, staring down that bear and controlling him with your mind to tell him to go away. Doesn't even ask him like, what did you just do? Was, was that it, you? Was it you? Did you do it? Would you... Would you mind telling me what happened? Maybe he did that before. Maybe it's something he can do with his dog. They never talked about it. Actually, didn't have the dog at that time, did he? Nope, he didn't. I don't know. The dog was not, not there time. prior to the bear. And so all this time when he has his power to stare down animals to make them do what he wants. And then at the end of the movie, there is this point where these bat horses come 
with all the horse with all the horse knights on there, and they got the one big bad guy who you probably want to be far away, Basil the Bat Lord. He couldn't just stare at that guy's horse and be like, you know what, horse, you want to go away? No, he has to actually take him on mano y mano in an actual epic battle. That's what Dar wanted to do. Dar wanted vengeance. That's fair. What do you want vengeance for? Killing his village. Oh, that's right. I forgot about that part. Suppose he did kill his village. Storyline number one that got lost along the way by storyline number two. And then once storyline number two ended... Then they were like, oh, yeah, storyline number one has to end, too. Uh, ten more minutes here, we're done. I was definitely expecting the end of the movie, and all of a sudden he's like, you know what? Remember when I sent Bondage Servant off to go look for help? And remember when we uh, in, uh, met the other Bat people? We're going to bring those all back right now, along with people from the first act. We're going to have everything tie up together right now. Although, I don't know if Bondage John Henry ever got there. I don't know if uh, the, if the guy ever actually returned with people. I think he just found some he people was there. in the city. Like, no, the guy was there. I, I didn't notice when the guy came back. Or if he came back with the reinforcements he went to go find. Obviously, there was people to fight with them at the end, even though they were all inside the castle and never actually got to fight. Except for you know, the two people on the gates who died. So you remember that scene where Zed told the Beastmaster he was a poopy head and that he should just leave because he's an idiot and no one likes him. And then Dar ran away crying and hugged his I jotted that down specifically because I could not stop laughing. He was so brutally unkind to him that he made him cry. I couldn't believe there were tears coming down his cheeks in the next scene. I'm like, did, are you seriously? (laughs) It was beautiful. Vicious mockery. (laughs) That scene was filled with the people that Seth went and got to fight the battle. And they were saying, we're going to ride at dawn and fight the... Ah, okay. ...the people. Now, they never showed that. They saved a few bucks by not having a battle scene and skipped that whole part and just told Dart, oh, by the way, they caught them all. Battle's over. Okay. Come save them. One-man army. Come on, do this thing. I was too distracted by uh, the king uber-negging Dar that... uh. I, I must have missed that part. What is even the point of this? Dar comes, saves you, and now you're going to be a jerk? Nah. No, oh, but yeah. I'm your child. Oh, never mind. Come back. Uh. <laughs> but he only knew that for a split second before he had his gut spilled. Woot. Yeah. <laughs> I like the ferrets. Yeah. I like the animals. I, I really... Yeah. I could watch this entire movie simply just for the animals and how they do things. The ferrets running around stealing shit. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's wonderful. That is amazing movie right Anytime there. Anytime the ferrets steal something, it's definitely underwear. <laughs> or keys. Or keys. <laughs> but the, the, the yeah. ferrets moving underwear is probably one of the things that made me laugh the most in this movie. Because of how comical the special effect of the, 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 the skittering pair of pants or skirt or whatever, <laughs> just away into the underbrush. They were Speaking great. of, the subplot of I'm going to fall in love by peeping, then lying, then forcing myself there's a, there's on mine. Nope. God. Raise, awfully I, rapey. good. No, really right off the bat, I wrote down he's yeah. such a creep. He is such a creep. <laughs> I think we've crossed the bridge, guys. Yep. Uh-huh. <laughs> what don't you like about this movie? Peter would have a field day with this goddamn movie holy uh-huh. shit oh would they ever <laughs> i guess dar i just i don't like dar so that really makes the movie really hard <laughs> well he doesn't what's his personality what personality the man's a brick okay 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 exactly. i will i will say one I nice know. thing i will say one nice thing occasionally maybe three times during the film i kind of caught a mark hamill luke skywalker oh, from absolutely a new hope vibe from him maybe at the end when he kisses his sister no 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 not that <laughs> like like the charisma the charisma was there and i couldn't help but think every time that happened why aren't you like this the rest of the movie it would be so much more enjoyable if you were there are some <laughs> shots where he literally looks like mark hamill where he looks like yeah, Luke Skywalker. Yeah. He's got the same face. So I definitely get where you're getting that vibe yep. from him. But they start off the movie. He's a baby. Okay, fine. I can get on board. I'll support him being a baby. Why not? He's a child. Okay, cool. He scares away a bear. Fine. That's fun. Kind of a nice kid at that point. Gets to be an adult. Goes, hose some grass. 
He's harvesting. He's basically the next thing you know. A, like he burns a, his. A it wasn't a sight. Oh right, it was a hoe. Other guys had scythes. He was given a hoe. The first actual like decision that we give to to him after the intro is I mean save save the save the tiger and then use your new animal pawn powers to make advances on your cousin. Of course, he didn't know it was her cousin at the time, but still. Even after we found out there's cousin, giant kiss at the end of the movie, and that ooked me a little bit, quite a bit. Well, maybe they're, you know, from the south. I'm, I'm suddenly hearing a lot of ban. <laughs> Why am I hearing so many banjos? Where the fuck are these banjos? So when you get that early in the movie and you decide to use your powers for for rape, you're you got big mountain to climb when you start off your movie with uh, deciding to have your character uh, use their powers for not good. Yeah. Especially that way. Indeed. However, he chose not to kill the bat people, even though he probably may have killed one or two of them had he actually gone for it. So we're like, yay, he doesn't kill wantingly, right? Only kills when he needs to. Like, like, Yeah. When that scene was done, I felt bad for the bat people because all I could think was, that's a society where no one can hug. <laughs> uh, wait, 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 wait. No. Because I have this in my notes that those bat people gave the hug of death. There is totally hugging. Yeah, but in this you're film. not gonna hug people you like. They like they like them so much that they no nice hugging. No, they like them so much that they hug them to death. <laughs> they hug them and make them part of them by ingesting them. And then give the all right, my dude. The head yeah. nod at the end. Yes. The fucking head nod at the end. Yep. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> that way, you know they're cool. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for feeding us. We out. <laughs> There's a child here who's protected by a cage. Why don't you feed him to us and we'll be cool? No, they would have still ate Dar at that point. It was because Birdie came down and was like, hey, oh, back shit. off, bat people. This is my human. Oh, and they're like, whoa, bird. <laughs> Gotta still no, oh, friends with a hawk. Oh, shit. Okay, you're Fuck. cool. <laughs> I guess I'll go, <laughs> like, I'll go hug and just someone else. Here's our calling card if you ever need us to hug anyone for you. <laughs> Are, are you saying that they're cool with him because he's got a friend with wings? Yes. Speaking of the hawk, I, I wasn't sure where to put this in either my favorite parts or my least favorite parts. But <laughs> how, about, how about how about that scene where the hawk saves the child from the fire? Yeah. The hawk suddenly changes oh, sizes and goes from being like the strength of animals in this movie is amazing. The dog just casually dragging Dar across the ground with an arrow sticking out of its goddamn heart. <laughs> that dog would be dead. Yeah. It I would mean, be it, dead. It did die. I mean, and even when it's dead, it's not dead. Definitely <laughs> it, so it was a good yeah, yeah. Um, Did they knock the dog out? I don't know. No, the dog was awake. I, I was like, watching really close they... because I was like, that's too good to be a prop. Yeah. And when he set it down, like, you can see the dog breathe. That was it a well-trained dog. I want to mm-hmm. know how they got it to like, the the, the tongue was like, lay, like lolling out of its mouth. It was... It was super raggedy. It's amazing, like, but yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. No, they they used to train dogs to do things like this for movies and stage shows because that's how you got the special effects was actually put a dog up there who could just lay there and put its tongue out and dog would get all sorts of praise and love it. You can train dogs to do that sort of thing or you could just CGI it these days. But it looks so much better with a trained animal and it makes you like more emotionally connected to the moment because it's like, Good God, I've carried my dog that way, and if my dog was that limp, ah. Word. But also, I spent so much time trying to figure out whether or not the dog was dead or not. Whether or not the dog was supposed oh, to be I, dead. I was concentrating the, on that, too. Because it was breathing so much. It's like, is it supposed to be and dead? little ear flicks. Yeah. <laughs> Don't make too much noise. What? And then oh, he started on fire. I was like, okay, the, the dog's shot. dead. Got it. <laughs> and then I felt bad. But then, yeah, the crow or the whatever carrying the kid out of the, out of the fucking fire. fire. That was probably, oh. what, four, five years old? I don't know, but my notes were Hawk Steel's baby. News at 11. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. It was really good. I like that. It was totally a, a uh, evangelical play that that guy did there going, See? Yeah, right. The God does want your children. <laughs> yeah. Like, good pivot, dude. Oh, yeah. God wants your babies. So how about uh, how about Dar when first time he commits murder by controlling the uh, tiger? He is way too pleased with that tiger murdering that man. The camera cuts to his face and he makes like that typical like, yeah, face as he looks at the screen. 
Like he's just so content with what's happening. I just I just murdered a man, but I didn't murder the man. A tiger murdered the man. I may or may not have told the tiger to murder the man, and I watched it the entire time. Are you gonna tell the tiger no? That's a good point. Dar's original name was Charles. <laughs> Speaking of which, since we're in the uh, negative part and Dan we skipped over it's the fine. PETA part. There's so many scenes. Black there were tiger, no PETAs in this movie. No, there should have been because that black tiger had an allergic reaction to the uh, black dye and uh, died shortly after this movie Ugh. was filmed. Yeah. Also, one of the ferrets died, but not sure if it was during the filming or afterwards, but one of the ferrets also died. Yeah. If you uh, take a look, the uh, black dye around the tiger's mouth wasn't always the same amount of black dye. It's because whenever the tiger would go drink, the dye would come off in the water. Uh, that was drinking. Oh, no. So you'd sometimes see actual tiger markings. Oh, you see tiger markings all yeah, the time. Yeah, it's quite frequent. <laughs> yeah. And then there's this one last bad thing that the bear uh was a russian trained bear the only working bear in hollywood at the time and as soon as they let it out uh to do its scene it attacked its trainer <laughs> and sent the, its handler to the hospital so i think that's why there was a lot of awkward bear scenes where you're like what what is going on with this bear is it like is it just sliding along the track this film is almost on par with disasters as the twilight zone movie my god except for i guess nobody died in this film well, not not humans at least. No, no, animals. Yeah. Oh man, it's 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 just so like the way that he handles the ferrets, like he's manhandling those poor rodents. Yeah, grabbing them by the necks and just ripping them around. They don't have any bones. It's fine. They are very boneless. <laughs> yeah, this movie is not worth the price that it paid no. in the harm to animals. Oh God, I it just looked not. over at our Discord where I put the uh, article about this movie with all the shitty stuff. The picture they used for the thing, the he's literally holding one of the ferrets by the neck yeah. up to his face. Yeah. And that's what you come to expect from a beast master. Mm-hmm. One who masters the beast by nicely talking to them, or in this case doing things mentally dominating them but honestly having some pocket Pocket ferrets rodents would be wonderful i'd carry around a satchel if i could have some uh helping hand ferrets and then whenever they're done they just crawl back into my satchel and they're good good to go so again i'm sorry that i picked this movie guys i really am it was was worth a watch it's worth a watch it was good to watch this again after only remembering it as a kid because I had, you know, it's it's good to relook at something decades later to see what does your memory tell you about it and what it really is and was. So, yeah, it's good. I'm definitely not against watching this movie. I, I may even in the future go back and watch it just to, for a, uh, did that really happen on this? Oh, okay. <laughs> and just, you know, one of those uh, weird movies that you go back and watch just because it's so bizarre of what you're watching that oh. it, it ends up being more fun and confusing than it is hurtful to watch mm-hmm. and like you've already pointed out ken that the, I'm, I'm uncovering a treasure trove of behind the scenes fun with this movie that is going even beyond the article you sent us you know how i just mentioned the twilight zone the tragedy on that film this movie has direct ties to that yeah what what? Uh, the river that Dar runs through while swinging his sword around like an excited little boy was struck by tragedy a few months later. It's the exact <laughs> same location where Vic Morrow and the two children died while filming John Landis' segment of the Twilight Zone movie. Whoa, what? What are the chances? What are the chances? I mean, what are the chances? Oh, Dan. <laughs> yeah, Dan, So, on that same note, I was just reminded how he uh, stood on top of a mountain mm-hmm. and swung around a log. Yes. He was <laughs> training. Interval training. That's training. Was that what that was? Yes. It was a very heavy log. <laughs> okay. I guess. And then he's running through the river just swinging his sword around like it ain't no thing. Like... <laughs> What? How else is he going to practice his forms? That's that's how you sword yep. fight. You yep, sweep yep. down at the ground Let's... with your sword. You're building muscle memory. Okay, I mean, to be fair, I've never trained. I've never went through sword training, so maybe it's a thing. Kick up some water and slap slap your water droplets with a sword blade. 
in the meantime, I'll discuss how this movie had inconsistent sound effects. Um, speaking of sound effects, when the bear showed up in, in that that first scene, the sound effects they used are the same sound effects that CBS used for Lost in Space back in the late '50s, early '60s, and I only know that because I grew up watching like. That was my dad's favorite TV shows, and we had it on DVD. It was the first, like, three seasons. So I heard that noise, I'm like, I'm not watching Lost in Space. Or are you? But, yeah, you're right. The The sound effects are off, or at least not standardized. Yeah, they definitely didn't use the standard Wilhelm scream whenever anybody I was uh, waiting for died. that. They definitely, <laughs> they just made their own screaming yeah. noises, which was... Off-putting? Funny. I was expecting the guy to fall off the pyramid and have the Wilhelm scream. When it didn't, I was, I was honestly shocked. For me, the things that stood out for sound effects were when we first meet Seth and he hits a guy to go down in the pit with a tiger, the uh, staff he uses makes a little sound it's very cartoony Mm -hmm. and i'm like are you Mm -hmm. kidding me and then in the temple they open a door and the i swear to god the door went (laughs) like tim allen in home improvement that's always going to be a thing in films there's always no matter how serious of a film you have there's going to be something that gets snuck in i mean look at jurassic park it's an overall pretty tone serious serious movie but you still have the cartoon slide whistle effect sound when Dennis Nedry falls down the waterfall because it's funny. Steven Spielberg thought it was funny. Mm-hmm. So I, I get it. And at at the very end of this movie, there uh, Dar punches one person and it's a meat slammer sound. And it's like, ah, the classic meat <laughs> Indiana slammer. Indiana Jones style. And then turns around and punches someone else and there's no sound effect whatsoever for the second punch. And I was like, what? <laughs> Yeah, I'll pay too much attention to these movies. Jeez. And by that, I mean, I didn't notice. See, when when a movie gets bad for you, Ken, you just you kind of you just zone out when 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 the movie goes bad. Or I zone so in that everything is real. (laughs) The focus becomes stronger. I I focus less on the annoying stuff and more on what they want me to focus on, which is just what is happening in the scene. And I don't necessarily need the extra sound effects and stuff because it doesn't necessarily take me out of things, which is cool. So if something does take me out of a movie, it's it's usually fairly glaring. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Kind of like Death Guards, more like Dumb Guards, uh, huh? yeah, right? Yeah, what? Right? Say what? <laughs> I don't get it. They they were not that scary. Yeah, they oh, it just yeah, was a, it just was a guy in a codpiece roaring and swinging his yeah. arms, berserking his way through doors. Oh yeah, the zombie berserkers. Those are uh, something. Those are interesting. I will say the scene when okay. I will say the scene when they're in the room where he uncovers the you know secret staircase and they get away and he's waiting and the door's being slammed on. Putting yourself in his shoes, that would be kind of terrifying when the door splinters open and that thing comes right the fuck through. I mean, that's that's creepy. That's that's well done. That scene only though. <laughs> I was certainly <laughs> expecting a little bit more out of those guys when you when they're going through the. Uh, when he's going through the hallway and like there's just the arm, the clawed arms coming out, yeah. and what looked like ape people in be- behind there, like I was expecting a lot more than just a dude with some glasses. and a mask with glowing <laughs> eyes and a hat. Oh my god, I completely <laughs> a fancy hat. I completely forgot that you actually saw them prior yep. to them. Oh my god, I forgot that that was a stupid hallway. Yeah, and he's like, oh, let me go over here and then just pull this lever, which yeah, and then she tries to lead him. Yeah, they could have done so much more with them if they would have introduced them earlier in the movie. I don't know, not not much you can nope. do about that. I do like that they keep on introducing new elements all the time in this movie. Yeah, they and they really don't give you a chance to breathe, do they? There to keep up. Two minutes left. <laughs> Here's something new, people. Like exploding tar. Exploding tar. Yep. Yes. Exploding, exploding houses made of wood. The shot, though, of the the moat exploding. I love that. That was so mm-hmm. cool, and I was glad that they had like three or four cameras rolling on that because wow, that that was very well done and that. had to cost quite a bit. I'm sure that's very cool. I'm confused why they decided to urukai the uh, torch out there and not have a better system. You to know, light arrows, flame, flaming, flaming arrows from from the that wall. That was the first thing like, in my head. That was the first thing in my head. Like, had they never used a flaming <laughs> or, arrow in their lives? Like, why are they running the damn flame out? 
Court. Or a National Treasure oil trench. Ah. Anything, yeah. Yeah, they, they could have absolutely brushed oil from the tar pit back to the door and just lit it. But it's not for us yeah, to determine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> we didn't make this movie. It definitely okay. doesn't make for a fun movie. <laughs> to have things go proper and you definitely can't kill a child that way but they almost did speaking of did anybody catch when when seth was this what they were talking about like at like seth and dar were were in i forget which hut but um seth was talking about the the boy i forget the boy's name doesn't matter but he got shot in the right shoulder. Yeah. Why does that mean that he can't use his left hand? And that he actually does use his left hand at the end of the movie. He uses his left <laughs> hand and he's got the damaged arm holding something while he's climbing up the side of a steep pyramid stair thing? Like, what? Don't worry your little head about but, it. Damn. But, no, no, I can't. I, I, I... It's just like how Dar did a karate kick to the bad guy's head at the end of the movie to basically almost finish him off. Karate, how does he know to kick that high? I, I, uh, uh, Where did Dar get his barbarian costume from? Oh, no one was wearing barbarian costumes no. at the beginning of the movie. He definitely was wearing, I went back, okay, so, in keeping with traditions for movies for this damn podcast, I started watching the movie the first time while going to bed, and I fell asleep... <laughs> during the creep scene is when I fell asleep the first time around. But then the second time around, I was like, where did he get that fancy skirt from? Turns out he's wearing that fancy skirt the entire time. He was just wearing a shirt over the top of it. Uh, a burlap sack shirt. And he just ditched that after uh, maybe he needed that to burn his fa- uh, his villagers or something. But he was definitely wearing that skirt the entire time. Part of revenge is also being body positive about yourself. Oh, yeah. And not being ashamed of yourself. And also living in a climate that allows you to do that. Because I might be body, body positive, Wisconsin. but I'm not going outside right now <laughs> without a shirt. <laughs> or four. I mean, what's frostbite? Who cares? Existence is pain. <laughs> oh, hold on. There, there are so many fun little tidbits I can't wait to share with you guys. So many. Well, start well, sharing. Yes. Well, s- yes. speaking, yeah. speaking of speaking of frostbite, did you know the scene where we first see uh, uh, what's her name? I feel terrible. Not Kira. Kira. Thank you, Kira. Uh, uh, naked in the pond. That wasn't actually a real waterfall. They had to truck water in because it was a standing pond, and it was in the middle of like fall, and it was cold. So if you watch the scene close enough, the director says, look at her face because she is unbelievably uncomfortable. The action part did. They brought in way too cold of uh, water for the environment. They trucked in in some freaking water. Isn't isn't that great? That is amazing. Uh Such a good use of world resources. Right, right. And and here we are talking about uh, poisoning effects of of dye on tigers. Do you know what that blue liquid was in the beginning of the film? Oh man, Ooh, it was with like I cadmium. Want to know <laughs> or something? It is literally just uh, you know those fluorescent emergency lights. They just use the blue dye from those, crack those open, put them in a. That's oh, good too God. bad. <laughs> bad. <laughs> That's not that bad. I mean, maybe the ones from 1981 were bad. Nowadays, it wouldn't be so bad. Those are all non-toxic, right? I mean, they have rave parties with those things. I'm going to guess they weren't so great back then. Probably not. I mean, Probably not. My God, there's there's a treasure trove here, guys. The beginning of the film with the first scenes as Dar as a child were one of the first scenes shot, when, and they used an anamorphic lens. Everyone in production didn't know how to use an anamorphic lens because it was new to everyone. So after trying to shoot with the anamorphic lens, they just gave up. <laughs> And that's why the first few scenes were fucked up to the point where they were squeezed into frame, resulting in cramped shots. Is that because they just didn't know how to go back and read? They couldn't have permission. There are scenes where like the 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 film is super grainy. Yeah, yeah. I just thought it was because it was a bad rip. Right. This is one of the things I was going to call out: uh, the effect of the the dust cloud (laughs) when. Whatever mm-hmm. the uh, whatever oh, they're yeah. coming through, the director says that that's probably one of the most ridiculous things to make it into the film because that was one of the issues from the optical effects. I couldn't believe that when I saw it in the film. I'm like, I've seen bad sync ups and I've seen bad mats and and, and just everything, but that that's, is it's just a one of the worst effects I've ever seen. Of color, it's like not even <laughs> what? Yeah, it's kind, kind of vibrating. Uh. I guess. Let's... <laughs> 
I'm surprised it's taken you this long to talk about Matt Payne. I stopped. I know, I know, I know. There's, there's. I, I wanted to jot something down, but like Dan said, after like the third or fourth time, it's just like, what? Do I even bother mentioning? It? How, how many, how many scenes are filmed with a in in a black room? There's so yeah. many. There yeah. are so many film scenes that were filmed in just a, in a in a room that was that was blacked out for background. Got to save that cash. Now I was gonna say that uh, model for the, the model uh, temple was the cool. Temple. It was cool. They, it was very yeah. cool, but it was definitely a model. Like the, there was something the smoke, about it that just made the it look smoke coming tiny, out of the top of the temple is what did it. Yep, yeah. that very that's well what be. tipped me off that's, to it being it, it being a model and not being like a painting. Oh no, that's that's another one. The pyramid was a complete practical effect. Do you know how much that cost? Like the the set the set piece itself, seven hundred thousand. Oh, that's way too much. It was fifty two thousand, but. Their their original budget for effects for the film was fifty thousand only. Cool. Oh, wow. But then when the director <laughs> the director had um oh what was it? The director had one of his guys go to the original company that had already received the fifty thousand dollars and found out that they had only done three percent of the effects and fired them on the spot. So essentially they had to refinance and do everything. Holy shit. God, this movie is a goddamn God. nightmare on so many levels. <laughs> And the jokes about the stilt houses, uh, apparently that almost didn't get filmed. What? So they had intended on filming the collapse of the stilted huts, but the structures crumbled on their oh. own accord because of the poor construction. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> really? <laughs> the, the cameraman was only able to whip his camera around to catch most of the descent of the huts. Oh, <laughs> man, that's so good. <laughs> I was wondering if they did. Well, when did Dar that on comes purpose, out of his hut, that good. thing is swinging. Well, yeah, because there, none of the stilts are supported, and there are no cross supports at all. No, it's just a bunch of stilts stuck in the air. That's it. <laughs> They're strong enough to hold up dead bodies. Damn it! Aww. I thought it was a good use of scenery and uh, showing what happened. You know, go from having houses to having people on the sticks instead. There's there's so many to go through that it would just be ridiculous to go through everything but this is a treasure trove of ridiculous behind the scenes the last one that i'll leave off with is apparently the entire production crew director and actors and everyone were fighting over who got to keep the sword after the film was done fit filming because it was made for the film apparently somebody stole the sword through production or towards the end when it wrapped so nobody <laughs> got it and they've been for all this time all these years later still offering a handsome reward for the sword to come back no way. Jeez. That's so good. It is. I mean, it is. it's a pretty sword. It's got a really stupid hilt, but it's a pretty sword. Yeah, yeah. So has anyone's opinion changed about this movie after watching I'm it? I'm sad that I watched it, but I'm happy that I did at the same time. I, I don't know. It's It's a weird mix of emotions for me. I'm devastated that I even thought that this would be a good idea to to watch because I was living off of my high from from watching the Beastmaster TV series back in the early 2000s. Wait, wait. So, so is this the same scenario of what happened with uh, Highlander for you? Because I, I believe you had only seen the the show, not the not the movie. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. So was it the exact same feeling? No. This 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 is absolute betrayal. <laughs> I I. Well, at least they improved things in the TV yeah, series. They then. did. I feel like this this movie really this is one of the this is a movie we should have done last season when we were doing reboots. This movie could really use a fresh uh just a fresh take. I there's there's there are words that I want to use, but I can't I can't articulate them right now. I agree with you. I think this movie would do really well with being rebooted with uh someone making an interesting story. Not recreating the same kind of story that sort they're of not, exists. And not make it a male power, power fantasy. Correct. Yeah, that'd be good. That'd, that'd be, that'd <laughs> There's be a lot fantastic. of things you can do with the idea of somebody being able to control animals. So it is ripe for no, 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 a, a not control However, animals. You influence animals. I think he like animals. has conversations sure. with animals in the TV series. Like there's a, a relationship had between all the animals in the TV series that only he and the animal have. So it's like, look who's talking, but with animals. Yeah, that's a great comparison. Yeah. The no. tigers, Roseanne Barr. No. Oh, no. The... No. <laughs> the hawk is Bruce Willis because it's Hudson Hawk. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. So my opinion on the movie, I, I was going to actually say that, but I forgot to continue talking. So we're in a good mood. Anyways. Uh, so this movie, just like Conan, just like Kroll, just like any of those barbarian 
in the sand movies. I can never bring myself to actually watch the movies. Maybe if I had watched a trailer for this movie or known anything about it, I would have watched it sooner. But the idea of a muscle bound dude in a desert trying to impress women is not interesting to me at all. Kiri was Kiri or Kira. I think it's Kiri. Either way, she's not interested in him at all. I don't. She's not. Well, I, I knew nothing about this movie. Or I, I still don't know anything about Conan the Barbarian apart from the fact that it's got Arnold and there's probably a woman who wants on Arnold. I know nothing about Krull except for it's another muscle-bound dude with a sword. I did not at all expect Bat People. I did not at all expect Basil the Bat Lord to show up. <laughs> I was I was so going into this blind, not expecting there to be this high crazy fantasy going on actually kept my attention very well so i'm actually happy that i watched it because i was just on the edge like wait this is what this is going okay now this i don't know why it didn't occur to me that there would be bizarre fantasy items to this but it just never crossed my mind that that this is what the movie could be i just imagined a guy with a sword chopping down his foes and having long terrible conversations with women i don't know it seemed like a very boring concept but it actually turned into something entertaining just because i went in there with the uh idea that i would be bored to tears and i wasn't i had fun and so i was not sad that i had to watch the movie for me it's still a lot like the movie that i watched as a kid i don't think i was entertained by the story of the movie as a kid i was entertained by the elements of the movie as a kid and as an adult i still kind of like those elements that's kind of how i remembered it this is very much a nostalgia movie for me it's not a good movie but it's a it's a movie because it's not good doesn't mean it can't be fun true no exactly it can totally be fun but sadly the fun is at the expense of the animals that had to suffer through this movie yeah that really does kind of take some of the wind out of the sails if they were nicer to the animals and didn't end up murdering so many i definitely have a better feeling for this movie i need to stop reading the behind the scenes shit on this ken you've unleashed this pandora's box of of movie trivia for this fucking thing i i I know it was in the article you sent but i forgot about the eagle in the trap door with the hot air balloon that just good god what? This is like animal abuse, the movie, like you guys said. The the eagle often refused to fly, so they threw it up in a freaking hot air balloon and then had a trapdoor drop it to basically for it. Oh, holy yes. shit. <laughs> it's right there. Oh, God damn movie. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Oh. Okay, we gotta stop. We gotta stop. <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta end this. So. And that was us chucking the Beastmaster into the flames for the gods and rewinding it. Oh, that didn't work that well. But anyway, it's what it is. So please like, rate, review, comment, subscribe, and share to help grow our podcast. And ladies and gentlemen, next time, we will rewind. I'm so excited. So come back in two weeks when we rewind again. Yay. Yay. Man, that is exciting.